Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Waiteka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. You're in for a treat. My guest today is Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Elizabeth is the founder and CEO of the Best Ever You Network. She is also an author. One of her books is Percolate. The, let me talk, listen to me talk. Percolate. Let your best self filter through. And she has had a serious life-threatening food allergies in her life, and we'll be talking about that as well. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And no worries, I do that with my own book as well. Oh, <laughs> good. Right over well, the subtitle. I, <laughs> I, you know, that's, it's, it's, it is all good because what I'd like people to know that they may not know, unless they maybe watch my Facebook Live just prior to going on the air with you, is that you, my friend, are I just had my 250th episode a few weeks ago. You were 500 into this with Blog Talk Radio. So I feel like I am, I am having a show with the master. But what I know <laughs> is that we both, we both love to talk. Otherwise, why would you have a talk show? And, but you are that and so much more. So I thought what we could do is maybe if you could just tell our audience just a little bit about yourself. A lot of what we're going to be talking about will be talked about in this show, but I'd like to hear a little bit about your family and your education and all those other good things. Well, sure. Thank you again for having me here, and congratulations on your 250th show. I know uh, exactly how hard that is for sure, and um, and they're all live like this and taped live and all that stuff, so we we do have our fumbles. We were just talking about that on um, before we went on. I have I had audio problems on a lot of my shows and things like that. So it's yes. it's all wonderful, and that's that's kind of a lot of the way I live my own life um, is through you know trial and error and and fumbles and fun and and smiles and so forth. And as a mom of four boys, um, that's definitely all part of it. And a wife of over 22 years now. And um, that's that's really me in a nutshell. I'm a mom who's worked from home um, for a very long time, and I'm the founder of the Best Ever You Network. When the when the little one went into kindergarten, I thought it would be a great idea to go get a job. Um, I did that, and as I had the job, I wrote I closed my door and wrote the business plan for the Best Ever You Network. There's got to be something much better than this, and it's sort of all all grown from there. Um, you know, into a variety of things, um, being becoming a Hay House author and and the book Percolate, and um, you know other things, including a few children's books now. So it's it's super fun, and um, it's just it's really nice to be here with you. So thank you. Well, my pleasure, and you're absolutely right. And and just as a side note, because. If people think I do interviews, they're going to be sorely disappointed because I don't do interviews. I'm like you. I do conversations. And yeah. one of the things that I really love about about your lifestyle is where you live because while, yes, it's lovely and beautiful on the West Coast and where I live in Los Angeles, blah, 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 but you live in one of my favorite places in, in Falmouth, Maine, and I, I just – I, I just think that that's a beautiful part of the country to live in, and and it just adds to more about you and what you enjoy. So, And I know you've got your four kids, and we're going to be talking a lot about just your life experiences. And we can't get started without talking about, frankly, what happened in your life. And we're talking quite a few years ago, but it's an influencer that's happened that affected all of your life. So tell us about what happened in 1998 when you experienced a near-death experience? What happened? Well, I'm, I am a human being with food allergies. I have life-threatening food allergies called anaphylaxis. And they, I'm that 10-year-old with the peanut allergy, only I'm 50. 
Um, and I didn't develop the allergies as a child. I developed them as an adult after a pregnancy. Um, so in my mid-20s, uh, we couldn't quite figure out what was wrong with me. Um, I had several very, very scary allergic reactions and um, two in my, you know, two in a 10-year stretch that were that were incredibly life-threatening, um, you know, near-death reactions, as as you said, and um, <clears throat> it's it it turned out that I am you know pretty lucky to be here, and um, have have allergic reaction problems, <laughs> anaphylaxis yeah. to nuts, peanuts, fish, and shellfish, um, and some other things, but those are those are the big ones that um, I I need to avoid. Um, and so, um, yeah, I've I've developed I've well I've not developed but de- you know dedicated I guess is a better word mm-hmm. uh, I've dedicated a lot of my life um, to a- raising food allergy awareness because it is it's a very scary condition to have and yes there's worse things that you can have and I get all that but you know what I have mm-hmm. are, are food allergies and um, they're life threatening and I live every day navigating through you know food allergies. And you know the th- it's it's kind of like air. You need food to eat, and unless you know that you've had a food allergy until you have it, and like you said, you didn't develop it as a child. You developed as as a pregnant adult. And I don't even know back in 1998 were epipins even around <laughs> then. Well, they they were, but you know if you back that if you back this allergy up, you know 25 years or 24 years. It wasn't. They weren't really talked about. In fact, you know, my dad at first was was ready to take me to the Mayo Clinic to figure out what was wrong with me, and um, I had a near fatal allergic reaction um, in Starbucks. Actually, I I was sitting there drinking coffee and eating a bag of almonds that I didn't know I was mm-hmm. allergic to. And um, thank goodness, my hu- my husband at the time, Mike, um, we're no longer married, but um, he. Mm-hmm carried me to the car and drove me thank goodness I think if that hospital would have been even a you know mill a mile <laughs> that's probably not a word but even <laughs> a little bit more off I, I might not have survived that reaction but he picked me up put me in the car and drove me to the hospital and when I got to the hospital um it was it was like something's wrong we don't know what and they were like they treated me at first didn't treat me treat me with medication or anything but they thought I was a drug overdose they they said to Mike at the time you know what drug did she take and he's like she didn't take drugs she was sitting there eating um, almonds and drinking coffee and this happened and a pretty smart ER doctor um, who was completely on the ball for some reason with food allergies was like, oh, wow, this looks like a food allergy. And in came the epinephrine and the Benadryl and the crash cart because when they got me to the hospital, my blood pressure was – I'd have to look back at my records and I don't have them mm-hmm. in front of me, so this is going to be an estimation. But sure. my blood pressure was like 50 over 25 or 60 over oh my really, God. Lo- really life-threateningly low. And um, just in incredibly thankful to be alive and and when I came to and I was hooked to kidney machines and all sorts of stuff because everything shut down right what he said to me was you're lucky to be here and I I spent a really long time after that never really hearing that I felt more like something was really wrong and Mm -hmm. I I I spent a lot of time feeling like I was going to get fired from my job because I had a, pro- a medical problem, I hit. You know, I I felt like I couldn't go out to eat anymore. You know, all the things that you're trying to do to be an executive, dinners and lunches and seminars and trainings and all this stuff were really all of a sudden very scary because of food and embarrassing. You know, it's just such a social problem. You know, it's funny. I'm sure that's how you felt internally. I'm sure others didn't view you the same way, but it doesn't really matter how someone else views you. You know how you're feeling. Yeah. And and it's it's so interesting because, you know, as as you move the the calendar forward many, 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 many years, we hear all kinds of things about, you know, um, people's diets and food allergies. I got stung. Well, you and I had an, ex- an interesting experience. You were recently stung by a bee. 
I was stung by a bee when I was in New Hampshire many years ago, and I could not believe what happened to my face. Yeah. And um, and it was a queen African bee, and my face just swelled up, and my eyes got all puffy. And somebody said to me, you need to be really careful right now because if your tongue starts to swell or if you're having trouble breathing, you need immediately to get to the emergency room, which really scared the hell out of me. And fortunately mm-hmm. for me, none of those things did happen. But here you are. You're pregnant. This must have just completely added to the stress of all of this. Well, so at that on that first allergic reaction, I was not pregnant. It was oh, after okay. a pregnancy. Um, okay. But the second, um, I mean, I had in <clears throat> I had other reactions, but the second near death reaction was when I was six months pregnant with Cameron um, okay. in 1999. So there was a there were two life threatening reactions, two near death reactions. You know that that deadly. Um, in 98 and in June of 99. And in June of 99, um, I had recently moved from Minnesota to California, and we were taking a trip back to visit Minnesota. And um, again, I knew at that point I'd been allergic. I was allergic to almonds. That was clear. But it didn't Mm -hmm. really dawn on me that you could be allergic to other things. You know, I just didn't, wasn't really thinking about it too much. I knew I was allergic to peanuts and almonds, right? So I get in the house, and my mom's like, I made cookies, yay, you know, kind of thing. And I mm-hmm. was like, oh, good, chocolate chip cookies with walnuts, yummy, eaten my whole life, you know, didn't even think twice mm-hmm. about it. Within, I'd say, 30 seconds of that bite of food, we were down for the count fighting for our life. Oh, life. Man. Um, And that is terrifying. That is probably one of the scariest moments I've ever had mm-hmm. in my life. Um mm-hmm. The ambulance was there in a shot. I mean, they were so quick to get there. Again, any kind of timing later, I might not be here, neither would Cam. Um, They put us in the ambulance, and when you're pregnant like that, they can't give you epinephrine. Um, So massive amounts of fluid, blood pressure problems, and just, oh, what a nightmare. And we were in the hospital for a good 10 days with that one. That was absolutely terrifying. Well, what I'm curious to know, so I I get the peanut thing. When did you de- when was it determined or what was the conditions under which it was determined that you're allergic to fish and shellfish? What 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 brought that up? Um uh, uh, dinner, you know, dinners out for work. Oh, good gosh. So yeah. you don't even know and ahead of time. No. No, and that's the thing that I want to talk to, you know, if anybody is listening to the show with food allergies, you know, it's not to, to scare everybody, no, um, but, but it's much. to let people know that they're real because a lot of people think, you know, that they're fake. A lot of people think it's a lifestyle choice. I was just on another show talking about this. Like people think, oh, they selectively don't want to eat that because they're sensitive to it or something. Anaphylaxis is You've ingested the food and you could die from it. And in my case, my blood pressure dropped so low, um, you know, upon contact of the allergen. It's it's scary. Other people have their throat closed and so forth. And um, in I I started a company called Food Allergy Zone, and mm-hmm. it it does a lot of supportive advocate type work for some other big organizations. And my co-founder, his son died, actually, from anaphylaxis while they were on vacation um, from a, a buffet. He was allergic to, um, there was peanut flour in the pudding. Oh, gosh. So that's how scary some of these reactions are. We have people passing away from candy bars, from donuts, from, you know, the things many people take, you know, as, as just fun food and, and you know, normal food and um it just is, you know, it just is really real. It's really life-threatening. And you can develop an allergy at any time. You don't have to be born with it. In fact, we've got a lot of adults who, um, you know, suddenly have a food allergy and they they have the problem. You know, it, it, it just happens. There's There's no real rhyme or reason, and I don't know that anybody's figuring it out all that much. Um, we're certainly doing a much better job. Um, in 
in 2020 and I think beyond with many more organizations with funding and research and so forth. So hopefully, um, you know, the, the, they'll at least figure out why um, and, you know, do do more along the lines of cures and things like that, I hope, sure. as, as time marches on a little bit. Well, here are some of the things that come to, to my mind as you describe this because clearly in, in my brain – there isn't a, a bit connection of an almond to a shrimp. You know, one's growing, one grows on a tree, one lives in the water. So is, you know, for you suddenly to become allergic to shellfish and, and, to, and, and like you said, and be pregnant and, and all of that, that what, what occurs to me is it, right now as we speak, and I know that you have um, – found with your with your friend the food allergy zone and i might just let people know that you do have a beautiful website it simply is foodallergyzone.com and if you'd like to know more about what elizabeth does there you can certainly visit the website but what i'm curious to know are there any kind of tests that that show that you're going to be susceptible to an allergy to gluten or to I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Is are there any tests that that they're, they're doing today that could have prevented you from knowing ahead of time that you were going to be allergic to fish all of a sudden? Well, in my case, you know, I'm I'm rolling along as an adult with two babies right. at that point. I'm not I'm not even knowing what a food allergy is. Sure. Um, I'd never even heard of a food. I'm like a food allergy. Really? Mm-hmm. You know what is that? You know, and that's I think part of why I felt so odd, because to that point, you know, I was I ate lobster every chance I could get. I ate shrimp every chance I could get. I I would eat you know peanut butter sandwiches and peanut butter cookies, mm-hmm. and these aren't things that I that I didn't grow up eating or or even as an adult up to that point. I will say this um, with the pregnancy with the one pregnancy. Um, there, and I don't know how much medical credibility this holds or anything like that, but the whole entire pregnancy, I craved peanut butter and shrimp. I mean, the entire time, um, and not together or anything like that, but boy, did I eat a lot of shrimp and a lot of peanut butter sandwiches. And some, uh, um, a couple doctors have said, well, maybe just maybe it, it made it by doing that, you made it so the baby wasn't allergic, but you got depleted. And I don't know well, depleted of what or or what. Right. The other thing during that pregnancy that I was given was a, a pretty strong dose of antibiotics for a bladder infection. I was having a, a bladder infection so bad it was causing contractions. Oh. And um, so, so I don't know exactly what the deal is. All I know is I have them um, for people who you know, don't have allergies or, or do have allergies and they want to know everything they're allergic to, you can certainly go to an allergist's office. And they have um, skin testing, they have blood testing, they have all sorts of things. Um, I personally have gone into um, very bad allergic reactions from the skin testing because, oh you know, once, of course, once you're allergic to almonds and walnuts, you want to know what else is in, what else you're in store for. And um, so I went into an allergist's office and let them skin test my entire back with, you know, birch, oak, da-da-da-da-da, milk, eggs, you know, all of it. And I went mm-hmm. right into allergic reaction mode. They gave me lots of stuff right on the spot. No kidding. Scary. Yeah. Whoa. So you have to be careful. Yes. You know, I'm just thinking about your lifestyle, Elizabeth, and I'm thinking, of course you eat shrimp. Let's not let's not forget lobster rolls. I mean, we might try and do those out here on the West Coast. You lived in California. They ain't nothing like a lobster roll in Maine. I mean, oh my god, it's like how could you go to Maine and not eat a lobster roll and exactly. do you want it with without mayonnaise and you know, so wow, <laughs> what a wow, I'm just I'm just thinking about that. So, I'm I am curious to know this. Are are food allergies inherited? In other words, if you're allergic to peanuts, you're pregnant with your with your son, does that automatically mean that he could be allergic to peanuts? I you know, I don't I'm again probably you probably need a doctor on for that. Okay. Um, he is not. None of my kids have allergies at all. So I think that um, might blow that theory out of the water, but uh-huh. I don't know for sure. I mean I'm sure somebody somewhere um, I, I do know of a, of a, 
another um, uh, ma. She's a mom who has a daughter with um, a peanut allergy, and she feels mm-hmm. all guilty like that. Like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I gave that to her. You know, I, you mm-hmm. know. As parents, we'll we'll come up with all with that in our head, like it's our fault. Of course. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that's uh, you know. That's interesting. You should probably have Eleanor on. Eleanor Garaholding of FACT, F-A-A-C-T, um, uh-huh. the Food Allergy and Anaphylaxis Connection Team. She is up on all of that. That's and so interesting. And I serve interesting. as a spokesperson for them. That's cool. Well, you know, I just want to ask you one more thing about allergies because I want to talk about your best ever you. But what I'm wondering just in, in closing about allergies, so now we know you're allergic to peanuts. We'll just use that or nuts of any kind. Sure. If you're making a or you probably wouldn't but if you were to touch a peanut butter sandwich or touch a cookie that had almond dust in it and you didn't know by just touching it and not ingesting it would you get a reaction there too yes yeah um, i am that allergic to stuff um so that's why people with nut allergies make such a stink about flying on planes um, you know, because you're in a confined space and, you know, they're serving, you know, bags of peanuts on board and stuff like that. It's very dangerous. Um, so I love flights where they serve pretzels and stuff like that. Um, I, The one thing about me at age 50, um, I can be, when I was a little younger, maybe 10 years or so, mm-hmm. if you made a peanut butter sandwich near me, the smell would m- make my blood pressure drop and I have no idea why. Now you can you can make a peanut butter sandwich around me, and I'm I I really don't even know the difference. But um, okay, you you know, for example, I I if that's not going to hurt me particularly, but in other cases it can. Um, yeah, one of uh, an allergic reaction I had one time was um, the kids made we made um, a, a something with peanut butter to bake it. And um, I wasn't going to eat it or anything, I and mean, mm-hmm. I didn't know allergies that well. I was still navigating and stuff like that. The smell mm-hmm. from the oven cooking and the peanuts mm-hmm. cooking, um, I w- started to go <laughs> into anaphylactic shock. We Whoa. had to get the kid out and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, it is so serious. Um, wow. And I feel for all these kids, and we've written a, we wrote a kid's book recently about it. Yes, you um, did. Yeah, a lesson for every child learning about food allergies, and the and the amazing Sally Huss um, helped with that one and illustrated it and did all sorts of amazing things. And um, it's it's quite a quite a neat book endorsed by so many food allergy organizations. Mm-hmm. And it's a story of Jack talking about his food allergies in school, which is a another you know problem area for people dealing sure. with food allergies. It's 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 interesting. It makes me think about back in the days 20, 30 years ago or whenever, when MSG was like the buzzword, you know, you can't eat yeah. Chinese food because put it, they put MSG in it. I, 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 that just came to my mind. But we're going to move on to, to something else that I think is so cool, and that is your um, Best Ever You network hmm. because I just – I just think that's so great, and 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 I just I love your website. I'm I'm looking at it as we speak. It's very simple for everyone to find. It's simply besteveryou.com. So tell us about this because you you had a pretty pretty rich um, career in the financial services up until that point. So what? How did this? You said you had a baby, and you were thought, "Oh God, is this all?" I mean, so what, give it kind of give us the the rundown on how that started. Well, the the littlest one, um, who is Quade, his name is Quade Garino. Um, he went into kindergarten, and I thought, "Well, what a great time!" Or actually, it was first grade. Sorry, he went into first grade because he was there all day, and um, I thought, "What a great time for me." after having, you know, all four boys are in school now, to go, you know, out of the house and get a job, right? You know, yay. (laughs) Get dressed up, do your hair, and go to work. (laughs) Um, Well, little did I know that that wasn't going to be the thing for me. Um, I was plunked in an office, um, which was fine and everything, except there were four men fighting. And we won't name names and we won't say who and all that good stuff, but it was like, oh, my gosh. So I knew 
I knew it was going to be like a quick turnaround, like get there and not do this kind of thing. So one day I closed my office and wrote out the, I thought, I wrote out on a piece of paper, there's got to be something better than this. And I was like, best ever you, best you. You know, I was fiddling with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's kind of how it all came about. That's pretty cool. It's it's a it's a great it's a great website, and uh, it's it's just a great website. That's I'm just going <laughs> to say it off you. the top. There are there are so many tabs that you can click on to to learn more, and we're going to definitely talk about your book Percolate, which I absolutely love. But you have so you have a, a oh, I, I love that book. But you have a, a chapter. You have a, a, a tab. I will just I'll use that as a tab. I'm saying chapter because I'm thinking about your book, and it's <laughs> called the 2020 Thought Leaders. And you oh, are connecting people. Oh my <laughs> God! Yes, indeed, uh, truly. And I thought that we could spend some time talking just about a few of these particular women because they're not all women but i thought you'd mentioned sally and i thought maybe you could just tell us why is sally huss a thought leader for 2020 tell us about her well um sally huss is just sally huss she's (laughs) she's amazing (laughs) she's written over 100 children's books and she's former uh wimbledon finalist sally moore huss she's in the occidental uh, tennis Hall of Fame, and I, I met her uh, oddly through baseball. Uh, there's a guy named by the name of Joe Spurley, who um, mm-hmm. is a coach and helper to our son Cam, who's a college baseball player. And he said, you know, you've got to meet Sally, you've got to meet Sally, you've got to have her on your show. And Sally and I just love each other. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. We just absolutely love each other. And um, it, she is just outstanding and she represents so much she's so multifaceted not to mention over 80 um has better computer skills than all of us combined Um, (laughs) (laughs) i mean if there's someone to learn from it's sally i mean she's just incredible and um you know i will you know how when you have when somebody's kind of seen it all, heard it all, done it all, you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and they're mentoring you, which she does with me, I'll I'll come, I'll call her and I'll be like, what do you think about this? And she'll be like, mm-hmm. and she'll say, carry on. <laughs> carry on means no. Or it can mean carry on, you know, keep going, you know, that kind of thing. But she has all these little sayings that just, they're just Sally Huss. In fact, she put out her own um, non-children's book, The Importance of Living Happy, and then there's 365 um, Ways to Live Happy. I didn't say that title Whoa. exactly right. I'd have to, let me see, I'll get it right here. 365 Reminders of the Importance of Living Happy. And wow. um, she just, you know, I endorsed this book. I think it's amazing. And, you know, it's it's little things. Just you know about kindness and goodness and and living. Mm-hmm. You so, know, I'm looking. I'm looking at a picture of her on your site, and I noticed that maybe she says "fight on" because she she graduated from USC um, many mm-hmm. years ago. But oh yeah, you but, you know you can just you you make an you make a I don't know maybe I'm just a judgment kind of person but uh, maybe I know I am I don't know I say maybe <laughs> I'm just looking I'm just, but I like to think that judgment's it. I'm just it's me but I'm okay. looking at a picture of her with her with her arms on top of a stack of books and just looking at me like I feel like she's looking right at me smiling at me and it makes me want to know her and not yeah. only does she write these books, but she illustrates them. I, and she's Isn't this just crazy? Oh, I it's mean, just so great. Oh, she's, she's just so talented. It's it's. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, yeah. So of course she's a 2020 thought leader, and I hope she stays um, as a thought leader for many many years that follow. And I love one of day 64 for Sally is. Relaxation is highly underestimated. Ask a cat. <laughs> and, <she's, laughs> and there's a drawing of a cat. So, 
you know, she's just amazing. And so for her to be able to collaborate with somebody like Sally Huss Mm -hmm. on not one book but two um, is wild. And as it is. And it takes, you know, with somebody like that, too, it took me a while to get to know her. And I had to say to her, look, you're really hard to memorize in five minutes. It's <laughs> going to take me a while to digest who you are and what you've done and achieved and all these things. It's going to take me a while to read all 100 books that you've written. Sure. And I came across one called Positive Pete that she had written. And it inspired me so much I picked up the phone again. And I'm like, Sally? (laughs) And I said, we need a girl's version of Positive Pete. And there's Self-Confident Sandy, the other book we did together. Yeah. And she's just brilliant. Well, it take, well, this is when you say to your kids, it takes one to know one, and that's what I would say to you. It's, <laughs> it's mutual because, uh, yes, you, you, you are learning from her, but I would guarantee you if she joins me on my show down the road, she would say the exact same thing about you. I, am, I, am not, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. Let's talk she would make about... fun of my computer skills, though. Well, she hey. Would, oh, 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 it's so funny. Me trying to do any kind of book formatting or anything, she's like, yep, nope. <laughs> you need to not do that. <laughs> Super funny. Oh, my God. Isn't it funny what... I, I'm 20 years older than you, and I'm 10 years older, younger than her. And isn't it just funny where we are in that subject, like Zoom, to me... You like photography. I like photography. Zoom means what you do with your camera when you want to get closer to that bee inside that agapanthus or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, Mom, no, no. See, no, Zoom is something where, like, you, you were like the Brady Bunch, and we have these pictures of ourselves, and, Mom, really, we can see you. So, uh, yeah, you That's might funny. you might want to take your bathrobe off. Or, what? you know, I'm just making up that I stuff. know. But, I feel but the, the same way about is, Zoom. You know, it's not intuitive. It wasn't intuitive to me. It's like, what do you mean share video? I don't want to be on a video. It's not a video, Mom. I mean, it's really your picture. It's like, okay, whatever. So I get well, it about that. I, I, so I, I'm, I'm willing to learn from Miss Sally. Well, okay, let's talk about Jenny Lee. What can you tell me about her and why she's a 2020 thought leader? Well, so Jenny Lee is a, is a recent acquaintance of mine. And I met her through Sherrianna Boyle, whose books I um, love and endorse. She writes a lot about anxiety, and she introduced me to Jenny Lee. And um, Jenny Lee came on the radio show. She's the author of um, several books, including a new one coming out in September called Spark Change. Mm -hmm. And um, she's got 108 questions that are thought-provoking to ask and so forth. And Jenny Lee is one of those souls who will make you be your best as well um, in her in her way, and I I love to collaborate with people and I also like to bounce things off of people. Like, here's an idea. What do you think? Because nine times out of ten, somebody comes back with something to add to it mm-hmm. or something that you need to take away from it, and they make it better, and it's really cool. And she's got that kind of brain and personality. And so I said, look, you know, we've got these five principles. Would you like to come on board as a thought leader? And she, her response was, I would, and I would like to add, I would like to propose, I've got the email, I'd like to propose <laughs> that we add a sixth principle called spirit of you. So Jenny Lee, of course, added the sixth principle to Best Ever You. We were founded on five. She recently, in the past t- two months or so, added our sixth principle, Spirit of You, because I was like, oh, that's it. You know, that is totally what was missing, because we couldn't figure out what was missing. And she filled that gap for us. And um, and she sort of unblocked us in a way um, mm. and and has and has opened the doors for us, especially me, I'm writing again, and so forth, because I was really stalled out because I knew something was missing in those principles, and I couldn't figure out what it was exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, so now we have six principles, um, wow. lots more thought leaders, and Jenny Lee, superstar. <sighs> well, it's just these women that you associate yourself with are just phenomenal. Let's take a couple of minutes to talk about the next one, and then we're going to move over to your book. 
which is Jennifer, which not which is, who is Jennifer Vaughn. Tell us a little bit about Jennifer. Well, so Jennifer Vaughn is um, a buddy. <laughs> She's a pal. <laughs> she is. Um, she is a news. I don't know if she's the main news anchor in New Hampshire. I know I just said Maine and New Hampshire, and that's confusing, but she's a New Hampshire news anchor. And she is the author of multiple books, um, the most recent one being a book called Shadow Kid. And she serves as an advisor. Gosh, do we talk in Twitter DMs like every single day, multiple times every day. Definitely have conversations once a week. We talk on the phone and all that stuff. And um, Jennifer Vaughn is just a phenomenal soul. I think I think she um, – I'm going to get facts wrong. Jennifer, correct me. But she's <laughs> interviewed – so. I'm just going to say it like this. She's interviewed so many presidents and mm. so many governors and so many – she's just – she's – lovely i had her on my show and she mm-hmm. it, she was so hard to interview she interviewed me <laughs> oh that's so funny <laughs> so yeah it was really fun she, she wanted like, to she deflected quiet. wow yeah. isn't that interesting she deflected and she totally. wanted to talk wow that's she that's an about person herself. yeah oh, that's, oh yeah she's such a pro but that was the hardest one of the hardest interviews i've ever done because she wanted to throw everything back on me and compliment me the whole time. And I'm like, ah, this show's about you. <laughs> I need to Isn't compliment you. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. super cute. Yeah. But very. That's, that's who she is. Yeah. Very talented. Super. That's and so cool. Her, yeah, she has um, two children that are um, a little bit older like mine are. And uh, one is a baseball player as well, a college baseball player at Union. Mm-hmm. And then her daughter is a, is a soccer player at the University of Maine, freshman. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're I cool, just, Darby and Brody. That's so neat. Well, yeah. I feel like, you know, my tagline from, from my Born to Talk, which I've been doing now for, for over five years, has always been conversations plus connections equals community and that that describes you too i just follow by what's your story we all have one and i i i feel like i just stepped into the to the money pit with you with connections because of the incredible people that you are surrounded with not only as your thought leaders but just the people that follow you and have and have been guests on your show it it is just it's remarkable. I and we have some common friends, Jonathan being one of them. That um, Mussolini, Mussolini, I can never say his name right. His I didn't name say is hard right. to say, isn't it? But he's a great I know. Soul. Brilliant. Oh my gosh! Brilliant mind. He, he made me so cry kind. at the end of my show. Honest to God, he yeah. was just amazing to me. But what I'd like to spend the rest of this show talking about is this fabulous book that you've written. I love the title. I love the physicality of it. I love everything about it. I love the the term percolate. And you know what? It's really funny. It's really funny about words. I I type, I put into my Facebook page every single day, and you probably know this for those of you that follow me on Facebook, for 1,273 consecutive days, I have posted what I call the word of the day. The word today is. In the beginning, it was it, I put the word up and I told people what I thought about the word. But probably about two years ago, maybe longer, I started actually following people that use that word in a quote. And I have now just followed some incredible people that I wouldn't have even heard of before. Why I mention this is that sometimes I find my own speech a little lazy. And when I would type the word percolate, that isn't how I hear myself say it. I hear myself say percolate. Isn't that funny? In my head, I, I, I would have a U where the O is, but that isn't the word. It is percolate, P E R C O L A T E, and it is absolutely available on Amazon and any place that you want to buy a book. And so let's talk about this wonderful book that was published about Hay House, because when did, when did you publish this book? 
It was published on 41414. 41414. Isn't that a good date? Yes, it is. I I think the book has a lot of 4s surrounding it and if I, I don't I don't necessarily know everything about numbers or anything like that, but I'm mm-hmm. when I first started doing interviews about percolate, um, people who know more than I do would tell me, um, you know, that book has angels around it. There's fours, there's this, there's that, and another thing. And so I've come to believe personally that four is a special number in, in my life. I'll look up at a clock and I'll see 444. Four, four. I have four boys. The book is 41414. There's so many fours connected with this book. It's funny. Um, and I have no idea why. Isn't that cute? That's- Yes, because you know what? I I think that's really interesting and another thing that you and I could connect about because um, threes are in my life. My son's birthday is the 23rd of June. My husband's birthday was the 23rd of July. My son-in-law's birthday is the 23rd of October. And I have tons of friends whose birthdays were on the 23rd. And it. my father was born on the third of um, of of January. My father my father in law was also born on the third of January. So there's threes in my life. So it's it is really interesting uh, how numbers can do that. I wanted to take a moment. I wanted to read to our listeners, and I don't typically do this, but it's the perfect lead in. I want to read the three questions in the introduction to your book, and you say. Is there a voice inside you saying that you want something different in life? Do you feel like you've been searching for something better, even if you don't know exactly what it is? When you hear the words like consciousness, purpose, light, and awakening, do you wonder what they mean and how they apply to your life? What I'm saying to you, Elizabeth, I think many people listening to this show can relate. I know I can, either by saying yes to one or all of those. And your book is so clever. Your book is so easy to read. I'm a TV girl. I, 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 I like TV. I don't like what's on TV right now necessarily, but I'm a TV <laughs> girl. And yeah. um, so your book is broken into percolate points and that is so cleverly written in your chapters and I suggest that you all go out and buy this book and do what I've done, which is get the yellow marker out and start marking these pages up. So let's take the remaining time and let's just delve into a couple of your nine points. And the first point that you have is to start in point one, which is, and it's so clever how everything is around a brew. So allow for change to brew. What do you mean by that? Well, Thank you for all the compliments, first of all, about Percolate. Um, Everybody knows it's not easy to write a book, and um, this one's all coffee metaphors, um, and it's a a nine-point plan of change. The Best Ever You Network was um, founded on six principles and ten points of change. Nine of them are in the book. Um, And so really the, the very first point is to... It's, a, it's sort of a combination of assessing the situation and um, becoming aware, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing about change is, so I, I, in my head I call myself the master of change, and I probably shouldn't do that, but I love <laughs> change. And because we're all trying to kind of like get a grip on it, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of us don't want things to change or we do or we want things to change when we want them to change, you know, when we decide so, you know, all the things. So we're constantly coping and dealing with change. And for the longest time I really hated change. I mm-hmm. I'm I'm a good case for please just let things stay the same. I like them just like they are. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of was like, oh, you know, change is kind of cool because if you're not going with change, you know, you're going sort of against it and stuff's always changing no matter what. And so I kind of I kind of started thinking a lot about change and one of the things that you need to start with if you want to change anything or if you're dealing with a change you certainly didn't ask for or anything like that is sort of an a, an assessment as best you can of the situation and an awareness to even, you know, be open to the possibility of change because I'll tell you a lot of people um, through the in, please interrupt me too a lot of the people oh, you know, conversations yeah a lot of people over the years will will um, call for coaching or consulting or something like that and 
they'll say, oh, I'm, I'm dealing with this or that, and it's not a change I ever expected I'd be dealing with. A lot of, like, I'll get a lot of job loss phone calls, like, oh, I just lost my job, what do I do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I kind of, it's hard to take your own advice, too, when it happens to, you, <laughs> to your own self. Uh, I will say that, too. So don't think I'm too much of a change master because it's hard to apply <laughs> your own stuff to your own life. So That's I get funny. plenty of it back from my kids and husband and family and friends and stuff like that. But, you know, when we, in these moments we have pivot points, sort of. I, I'll call them that for lack of a better description at this exact moment. But you really have a choice in a moment. When you, especially when you're dealing with a change, you, you know, a club you didn't sign up for, a change you didn't ask for, whatever it is, um, you know, you have a choice to go sinking sadly down with it if it's something bad, you know, like a job loss or something like that. You can do woe with me. Or you can sort of, like as I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago, set a timer for the grief, uh, and maybe that'll work, maybe it won't, but at least you're kind of aware. And then use it as a bouncing board to something even better and those are really that is really hard advice to implement in reality so I feel for people because sometimes the speech doesn't match the reality you're still struggling and so forth that's why there's a whole process because it's 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 one thing to say okay I'm going to go out there and I'm going to lose 50 pounds well let Mm -hmm. me tell you the work involved with that it's time it's commitment it's discipline it's trial it's error it's you know it's a mastery of a skill to to lose weight right yeah i can relate to that but we're this show is about you um so we're all living um in challenging times right now and everyone's situation could be a little bit different and in point two i love it it's called choose a bolder brew and I love it. You you referred to to Betty White in that uh, because this book, why why this why I so recommend this book on so many levels because it's it can be very personal. It's certainly personal to me. Yeah. But it's so it's so easily digestible or drinkable. And so what's the what's the situation with our forever loved Betty White? Why what, what why do you mention her in that Boulder Brew? So I'm I'm aside from Sally Huss, I'm a study of Betty White. I mean, I've got <laughs> Betty White memorized, um, and and that has taken a while. Trust me, she's she's multifaceted and and all this stuff. And I I really love the story of Betty White, and I and I love how she's she she's taken some risks with her career, um, but she also doesn't divide her audience. Um, if you take a look at Betty White, Betty White will take it up to a point, but she won't divide the audience. Um, she'll make you cringe a little bit at moments. She'll make you laugh. She'll do this, but she won't open her mouth politically. She won't open mm-hmm. her mouth. You know, there's things where she won't go, and I love her brand for that. Mm-hmm. And so Betty White, it, you know, I when I think about choices and decisions and things like that and i'll be like i wonder what betty white would do for real that goes, that's, a, that's an actual sentence that goes in my head and we had the really good fortune when i because i've said that for so long in my own life it, it's just i just love betty white i don't know why um and i uh had an opportunity to have her in the book and i i I asked for full-on permission to put her name in. I wasn't just going to go spouting off Betty White in my book without permission right. from Betty White. And so we have permission from Betty White for Betty White to be in the book, and that just makes me smile. Of course. You know, it's funny because there is a difference in our age. Um, when you say Betty White, do you know what I think of? Do you know who what? I think of? I think of Alan Ledden. Yeah. I think of Password. Oh. I, I go straight. I go straight to that game show. I was a child awesome? when that game show was on. <laughs> yeah. That's wh- that's where mine go. My mind goes. It's 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 funny what what we can um, interpret by what we hear. And you know, I I I think that cool what I'm probably going to be be saying to myself moving forward is, what would Elizabeth do? 
You know, how would she how would she handle this one? It's it's great. And I want to I want to give some some time to this. And I've mentioned that please if you're interested in this book, keep Amazon in business and, you know, order order your book online and you know, it'll be there before you finish putting in your credit card number and then you'll be able to take out your marker, your yellow marker just like I have. But um I I I wish we were sitting in Starbucks together, I would be having a hot chai tea latte. You would be having what? Would you be having what? Would you be drinking? What coffee? Oh, the the Pike for sure. Like okay, yeah, something. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, something along the lines. But I I don't put cream or sugar in the coffee. It's just you know just a straight up coffee. Got but it. I do like tea as well. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. particular like that. Um, aside from those items. Water, green tea, or coffee, mm-hmm. um, not much else. I don't drink much else. Right. So um, not a heavy right. alcohol drinker or, or yeah, at all, either. really. Yeah, right. you know, so pretty basic. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because um, I'm going for the bold brew. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you this. When this, when this ban on travel, when, when COVID is going to go, insane based on what's happened this last week and we will we won't be traveling for a very long time but when we are free to safely travel i'm inviting myself to you because i want to come and oh my gosh Uh, and i i can tell you i'll take um right around um columbus day in october when the trees and the moose Mm -hmm. and everything is out in maine I've been to Portland. I've been to the um, Acadia. I I love where you live, but with the time that we have remaining, I wanted to kind of really, truly turn the tables on you, because you are so easy to have a conversation with. That's why I was I could just see us sitting somewhere. Now I'd like to see us sitting out there, you know, amongst the the, the maples and watching those orange and yellow leaves just turn. But I'd like to know of the thousands of times that you've been interviewed, and you've interviewed others, but I'd like to know, is there something that someone has never asked you that you're thinking, you know, if somebody asked me this, I've got the answer to that. And nobody's really asked me that before. So I'm I'm pitching the ball over the net to you. What would be the one thing that someone's never asked you before that you would like us to know? Secret out. Um, <laughs> I, no, no one ever asked me about. No, no one ever asked me if I have brothers and sisters. Oh, no kidding! Funny? People always ask me about my own children, and my husband, and books, and best ever you, and stuff like that. But they mm-hmm. don't ever. They'll ask about my dad, but they don't ask about my mom or my brothers and sisters. Well, let's hear. You and your dad does have a story, so let's let's yep. hear about your family that maybe people don't know about, and your siblings. I don't know how many brothers and sisters you have. You ready for it? I'm ready. I am. I'm in the middle of eleven kids. <gasps> no way. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yeah, I am. Yeah, they have. I'm my mom's. My dad had his. They had a bunch together. There's some adopted. There's friends. There's you know there are eleven of us, and um, yeah, I'm right smack dab in the middle. So you're yours, mine, funny? and ours. Oh, totally, and theirs. Yep. Whoa, <laughs> that is yeah. my father. Okay, so here we go back to numbers. I'm so sorry how I'm running this back to me. My father, from a family of eleven. Where was yeah. he born? Minnesota, Duluth, Minnesota. Yep. Four? Four boys, and actually one one. Um, uh, sibling did pass at, as, mm-hmm. as a toddler, but surviving, none surviving today. But basically, he grew up with as with four boys and six sisters. How yep. many boys and girls in your yours, mine, and ours, and theirs? So I have seven sisters and three brothers. Wow! And where do they <laughs> live? Yes, uh, Minnesota and Iowa, and Florida, and Maine. Maine. Well, you got yeah. Wow, you've got great places to visit. Where in Minnesota? Um, wh- what part of Minnesota? They're in Lakeville. Wh- where is that in relationship um, so, to the big cities? So in like Minneapolis, um, in okay. the southern suburbs like Burnsville, Bloomington. Okay. And yeah. where in Florida? 
Um, the Daytona Beach area. Nice. And then wow. Iowa in the Quad Cities. And that's where you went to college, right? I did, yes. I went to St. Ambrose University in Davenport, Iowa. And then I have um, recently, uh, I <laughs> go to Harvard Business School, which makes me giggle because it sounds <laughs> funny coming out of me because, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, there are many, many, many people smarter than I am. Um, and for some for some reason, I um, have always wanted to do that my whole life. It was sort of my dream to go to some form of Harvard, um, and it was just not something I could do as a young child. My children, uh, my parents went bankrupt when I was a when I was a kid, and I I mm. I put myself through St. Ambrose and worked full time and went to school full time and all those things. And um, so it's been a really big treat to to go to their business area for leadership and um, they're just so class act and so um, inclusive lovely lovely people you know it's you know you probably wouldn't classify yourself as an overachiever you probably just wouldn't even take yourself there but and and i don't see that as a negative by the way i don't see an overachiever as like well god why would anybody want to be an overachiever i don't see that negative (laughs) Um, why would anybody, well, what's the opposite, an underachiever? So I see, I, this, what I've come to know about you, which, um, you are going to be my newest best friend. So just get used to it. Um, is (laughs) that, I, me too, uh, is that this doesn't surprise me that you would want to do this. You must be such that, that I don't know that you recognize sometimes when you say being the best ever you, it starts with you. You are the best ever you, and you know that about you. And then you take what you've learned, and you help the rest of us. Trust me, I did not expect my husband to drop dead. I, no, I talk about no. an event that was not so planned. Sorry. You know, so thank you for saying that. I don't want to pass over you, your, your thought for saying that. But just when you said that... What was I supposed to do? It wasn't like, oh, excuse me, but this, this, I didn't order one of these. Uh, 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 uh this is not exactly. working for Can me. Can I send it back? Can I? No, can I, I get yeah, it completely. I, it's like, you know, what are and, you going to do? Look and so you, 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 I was taking notes when you said, well, you have to assess where you are. Well, guess what? Where I was is I was an instant widow. And guess what he said to me from the heavens? It is what it is, Marcia. Adapt. It's like really. Easier for you to say, but it's like, yeah. well, what was my choice? Not adapt, and you know, well, I, I make told that you choice though. And that's that's where we step in to, um, you know, it's being. That's the pivot point right there that I was yes, talking about. I hate using the is, word pivot point, but you know, no, but it's it true. Really I like that sport. moment. I like that. Yeah, yeah, but but if you think about yourself, and and that's how we learn and teach other people too, you know, the, some mm-hmm. of the skills and tools we have in our toolbox that somebody might not have. Um, that's all it is. We're just passing on the information so people can take it or not. Um, but in that moment, you do have a choice. I mean, I my father died in, uh, you know, after my dad, they nicknamed him the ICU warrior and tell me to be quiet <laughs> if I need to be, if we're running low um, No, low no, no, time. we've got some more. Talk about but, your dad because this would be a nice place to insert that story. Yeah, he fought for his life all of 2018. I mean, he was not going without a fight for his life. He wanted to be here and be around us and, see our kids and their kids and all of it he he was just not he hated being sick he Uh accepted being sick but he hated it you know and um so he fought for his life all of 2018 and he passed in october 2018 and i was there and i've i've seen somebody take their last breath and um all of it and it's it's hard to get it out of your head and i feel for my mom and i I feel for what you're saying, you know, mm-hmm. being a sudden widow and and, and all that. Um, my mission when after my father died was to make sure that my mother didn't die with him. Yes. Because they had been married 45 years and she felt like she wanted to die. And she's open yes. about it. So talk about my mom for a minute. You know, yes. um, she really was just feeling awful. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody dies in October, Christmas rolls around, and then their right. birthday. And then, you know, she was just like, oh, she just, it's day after day of torture without him because he was her thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were just each other's best pals. And so um, my mom in 2019, early 19, she had to have a very um, serious surgery. And so over the past few years of my life, I have spent so much time with my mom that I never would have planned for. And it's a weird way to say it, but I mean, I've spent months at a time with my mom. And I know my mom better than I ever knew her before. I've had conversations with my mom about everything. I've I've seen my mom so drugged out she's eating Fritos <laughs> from, from, <laughs> from recovering from surgery and stuff like that. I've seen her say the weirdest things and, you know, and, but, she, you know, she's had moments and this is what we talked about. She's like, how am I going to use your own book toward my life? Talk about a moment with your mom. Like, it's time to percolate. What am I going to do? And I'm sitting there right. going, oh, no, we're really going to have to use the book <laughs> you know, yes. or what I know. And and she taught me a bunch of things about, you know, you learn from your parents. So a lot of what's in Percolator Best Ever You Too is their stuff. My you dad's never so, give up, you know, oh all of it. Oh, my gosh. Where does your mom currently reside? Lakeville, Minnesota. Okay, so that's 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 Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. You know what's so interesting what what I just heard you say is that you know we don't know what the universe has in store for any of us. Certainly whether somebody has suffered with illness or they just drop. But with your father passing, it sounds to me like you have had an opportunity to get to know your mom in a way you would have otherwise not done, just because. Not because you wouldn't have been interested, but just because of where you are at this time and yeah. the point in your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, really I understand. interesting. And, and um, I, I, you know, my... My, my, some of my brothers and sisters, really my mom was there every day t- caregiving my dad, and I would kind of fly back and forth when I could and so forth. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I've sat with my dad on, you know, their bed with him so ill. I've sat, mm-hmm. you know, I've sat with both of my parents now struggling. And it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's, you know, you're percolating yourself as you're trying to help them percolate and be their Absolutely. best in everything. And, you know, I can just remember my mom and I, she got, she was, it was the first time she was up from her surgery. I'd been there for several weeks. She was still recovering, all that stuff. And she decided she wanted to get up out of the house and go to Walmart. I'm like, oh, boy, this is, this is going to be interesting, you know, kind of thing. We got up in the car, and as we got to Walmart, thank goodness, it started pouring rain right? Hmm. So we never made it into Walmart. We just drove back (laughs) home. But before we drove back home, um, we sat and had a conversation for an hour about just in the car with it pouring rain, waiting for the rain to stop. It never did. So we ended up going back home. But the conversation, I've got all the notes from the conversation in the other room, but it was all about best ever you and all about what it means when people are changing and fighting for their lives or have changes they don't sign up for or are dealing or coping or all of it. And it just reiterates it. But I learned, let me keep going for one second because this is interesting. I learned something about my mom. My mom had always been jealous of other people and I never knew it because if you meet my mom, you're like, you, she's 5'10 and super gorgeous, you know, like supermodel looking, you know, she's 75 and you never know it kind of thing. And um, I never knew she felt such jealousy toward other people. It just blew me away. I'm like, were you? Mm. And we were talking, and she goes, yeah, I used to look out with your dad so ill at the neighbor and think their yard was perfect, their flowers were perfect, their this was perfect, their that was perfect, and my life sucked. I'm like, wow. Wow. did not know this. And she said, and then one day the neighbor came over, and she knocked on the door, and she asked if they could, take her dogs and something else and my mom was like well why and she said well we're in foreclosure and bankruptcy we fixed up the house so that our daughter can have um her wedding here before we move your mom's going what yeah 
my mom spent so much energy being jealous of that lady for like four months. So maybe not the lady specifically, but their yes. circumstances compared to her. Yes. And so she was talking to me in the car this whole time about um, full and comparing and being jealous. And, and it was a lesson where I've started to talk about in Best Ever You how you never know what's going on in somebody else's life. No, you don't. Um, for real sometimes, um, unless they tell you or you mm-hmm. stop and pause and ask. Or ask. I mean, if, if, that, if we could close the show with that, with that message, if there is someone in your life that you want to ask don't hesitate because there might come a time where you might be saying what if why didn't i what's your why you need to understand if you're interested don't wait because you don't get to get a you don't get a do over and i think that your message is so loud and clear and i am so grateful for the time that you've spent with me today just sharing that and allowing me, frankly, to share a little bit about me with you as well because I just, I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm, I'm so glad that we, I feel like I'm going to, well, I feel like I'm going into a Carol Burnett song, right? You know what song <laughs> I'm talking very about? Glad we've had this time together. Shall we sing? Exactly. <laughs> no, don't make I got me sing. Carol. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm not going to sing anything. We got, we got. I, now I'm pulling on my ear. So we we got Carol <laughs> Burnett, we got Betty ear. White. <laughs> oh, we pulled out the superstars, and you, my friend, are right up there with them. So I just want to <laughs> thank you so so much for sharing the best ever you with me today. It's been a pleasure. Oh goodness! Thank you so much for having me on your show, and thank you for all the all the compliments. Um, my mom and I always say, uh, you know, our major complimenter is not with us anymore. So yeah. I, I'll take your compliments and be all grateful for them because they're making me almost cry. And um, thank I you know. so much. And I, know. I hope that you'll come visit and I hope that you'll come on my show too because it's just I absolutely would, lovely to get to know you. I would love that opportunity. So to all of you out there in Blog Talk Radio Land or anywhere else where you're living, because trust me, Elizabeth and I were everywhere. If you are if you love podcasts, trust me, we're everywhere. <laughs> and I I'm just thrilled to have this time with you and I I hope that you are all safe out there. That's another that's the last thing I want to say about TV cuz God knows I told you I watch a lot of it and that was when when Hill Street Blues used to be on. And the Good way show. that they would close that that meeting with all those police officers was be safe out there. And I would like to say that to Every single person listening, that could make me cry. Be safe out there. Love the ones you're with. There's Fleetwood Mac. And just care of you and yours. Start with yourself. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. And know that whatever is going on in wherever it is you're living, this too shall pass. That's what my husband would say. So, oh, God. All right, so I'm going to play a little Alco on music to say bye-bye for now, and I look forward to having you all join me next week on the Born to Talk radio show. Bye for now, right now. <laughs> 